the comic book pit. Okay. Jurassic Park reclaim like its number one box office record. I don't know. I saw that headline and I. I, I, I guess I should have read the article know. myself. Okay. <laughs> I was like, did someone. Did, uh, think, was it refunds? Was it refunds? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, what happened? How does that happen? I don't know. I mean, if it's, if it's re released in like. 20 people go see it and it's the only movie that's in ta- you know going is like by default is it the number one movie <laughs> well i think yeah. um i think um didn't uh steven spielberg re- digitally remaster it so that all the dinosaurs had walkie-talkies i think could be. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they really just wanted to be friends after all so that is true uh, that's a deep cut for et people <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Comic Book Pit. This is Comic Book Pit episode 356. I'm Dan, and with me tonight we've got Scott. What's up? And Jared. Hello. We're we're, we're switching it up a little bit. We're we're rotating the guests or the hosts. It's like, I a, mean. It's like okay. a uh, 2013 episode of the Comic Book Pit in here. Yeah. Yeah, we're going back a ways. Be like yeah, yeah. Two oh six instead of three fifty six. I had I had no up. idea. Yeah, like last last week I was busy getting ready for the Toy Hio, um, and getting my comic done, which I told I just <laughs> had before we recorded. Seven by seven comics dot com. Kitty Comics. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, so then it. it, it it ended up we ended up switching the schedule, so now I get uh, Jared in the hot seat. Sean's in the uh, yeah in the other squad now mm-hmm. for for the for maybe for the time being, maybe just one time. We don't know. Yeah, just put our names on a wheel and just spin it. There you go. <laughs> wheel of hosts. Who knows who were? Yeah. You know, it actually, Jared. It's funny that you that you kind of uh, mentioned or you know referenced uh, old episodes. So every so often. I don't know if this happens with you guys, if you ever, you know, post stuff about the show, but things will oftentimes pop up in my, you know, Facebook or Instagram uh, memories. Like, Oh, you posted this however many years ago. And uh, something came up today. Um, It was a a post I made. I don't, I don't even remember what the year was, but the post was Scott and I Skyped an episode for the first time. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, I, you know what I was just telling I was saying to Crystal how funny how funny life is because considering what two or so years ago we were thinking we were gonna be dead in the water for forever, you know, and then uh lifeboat Sorgatron came by and mm-hmm. 
you know, gave us a shot in the big studio, and we were like, holy crap, we're, we're big time. And then, you know, then we get shut down by COVID. But by that time, technology had caught up, I guess, because we're back yeah. on. Caught you know what back I mean? up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was like, you know, Sorgatron carried us over the, you know, that expanse while we waited for technology to catch up. And now we're able to record at home again. Everything's jamming, you know. I do miss. Yeah. I miss uh, going into the studio, though. For True. Sure. Yeah. I, so. Yeah. Yeah. Me as well, and you know, and we miss the miss the uh, the awesome Sorgs. Yeah. Yeah. So that, shout out to those guys. Happy to go back to. Oh yeah. Day yeah. jobs. <laughs> Good where we're at. <laughs> yeah. No. There's. There's definitely. You know. If. 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 If we could pick and choose the things that we could reclaim from from coronavirus yeah uh studio time would definitely be one of them yeah yeah i i, I miss the uh b- being in the studio but um but yeah but you know fortunately like 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 you said duke you know the uh we're, we're graced by better technology now yeah it's crazy like yeah we were like you kind of came full circle yeah uh, that's what i like i just realized it tonight i think i was like oh my god like we're able we're able to do this again, mm-hmm. you know, in a somewhat normal way. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to. Uh, well, I got to go back to the comic book store this past week. Oh, I mean, yeah. They've been open, but yeah. I, I had a reason to go back, and I needed to go back, and it worked out. But I, I'm looking forward to going back to like, a, like a, a new dimension, like Basement Sale or something like that. Yeah. To pick mm-hmm. through long boxes. Because I have one in my in my little date book planner, like in September, like the the basement sale was scheduled for like a a weekend in September, if it still happens to be determined. But at any rate, it's in the book. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's one but, in July. Yeah, that's the uh, that the offsite it's, thing. It's yeah, secret one. Yeah, the, yeah, I think it, that's in the warehouse. I think. Yeah, yeah. but uh, this is the basement. Like no, I, I saw on a flyer, so it's like, yeah, you know, or, organized. The cool one. Yes, I I agree, Jared, because I you know like for the most part during this time downtime, I've been trying to read all my old stuff, and then I find missing books, or I find out something you know like just in an advertisement that I'm like, oh, I always wanted to read that, you know. Yep. So then I'm like, but I can't go, you know, diving into the books, you know. Right. I'm like, oh, no, I got to wait. And I'm like, I guess I could just add them to my list and wait. Well, now <laughs> with now that my entire collection is together, like the, the boxes that were in my parents' attic are here and everything's together and everything's now on a spreadsheet, now I can identify gaps to go fill. Oh, yeah. And and surprisingly during all time, I didn't have as many doubles as I would think. There's a few things that I bought out of back issue b- bins that i uh, already had mm-hmm. um the most interesting thing was somehow and this happened back in the day i not even like within the last 10 years somehow i ended up with three copies of punisher 2099 number one. Oh, <laughs> okay i just keep coming That's across it in these boxes because my my old boxes like from when i was growing up before i moved here there was no organization particularly like when you go back to like 80s 90s mm-hmm. like no organization. This ran- titles just randomly scattered across. It was it was kind of a pain to 
to um, catalog those. Like when when there was a run together, you could just like click and drag on the spreadsheet and boom, auto fill in like uh, you know insert title here. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, yeah, so that's what I'm I'm looking forward to going forward is to fill in like gaps and identify stuff that I and, that, and have a much more clear idea of where to fill in things. And so um, this, this, um, this collection that you brought home from your folks, um, I know and you, you were talking pre-show, you were saying that this is going to be a, a larger project for you to, to organize, but did like, were you able to kind of go through like kind of cherry pick and look through things like what, like what do you have in there? Like what's, what's, what looks good? Like what's up? Uh, what do well, gentlemen like anything that stick <laughs> anything that pops out anything that, um you know it's funny there was an i got an article i saw like on bleeding core facebook or bleeding core on facebook was like here's like some key back issues uh-huh. that are going up in value yes and in the graphic alone the little header graphic i spotted four that i recognized like from from That's digging awesome. back through yeah um first gambit first jubilee uh, dog, I got <laughs> that first gambit. You want the uh, Bishop, that Punisher twenty ninety nine number one? Yeah, yeah three of those <laughs> times three. Oh, Duke, that's it's funny cool, you brought though. that one out. So yeah, it's cool because everybody went through the modern age or what you know the current stuff and there it is. Oh, there you go. Bam's yeah. it's in the uh, in the binder. In the binder. Yeah, mine's actually yeah. water damage, which is sad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I should catalog what's in the binder because I just the binder sits up there and sort of gets forgotten about. I got I got mine on, on my spinner rack. Nice. But um, no. So there was like uh, I, I guess the first Tim Drake in Batman, which I didn't realize that that was. It's like a Batman Year Three or whatever it is. I think it probably came out of one of those like grab bags you get from like the Christmas catalog or something like that. I'll tell you one. Uh, one I'd be interested in grabbing. I doubt you have it. I'm just gonna put it out there. It's the first appearance of Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. Oh no, no. Yeah. All right. Don't. Apparently, only Star Wars books I have, Duke, is the Return of the Jedi Marvel adaptation from back in the day. Oh yeah. Okay. And one of them is Sans cover. So. Um. Okay. Yeah. I think number four. It had hmm. no cover. That one had Darth Vader and two oil guards on it. Yeah, what a cover to lose! But I was mm-hmm. four. <laughs> so. were, I think those were Al Williamson's. So um, yeah, those were pretty awesome. The one looks like Barry Windsor Smith. The uh, the signature it's with Han Solo. Hmm. Like it looks like Barry Windsor Smith, but um, no, I don't have it. I don't have it. Oh, and the. Um, the only other Star Wars comic that popped out was Star Wars Episode One Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, it was okay. drawn by Martin Eglund, who used to do uh, oh. Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah, nice, interesting. If Nick Marino's listening; he's nodding his head <laughs> approvingly because he's like the only other person I know that I was like, "Yeah, Martin Eglund, totally." Um, <laughs> but uh, anything. Um, oddities like there was an old like superboy the comic book based off the superboy tv show oh yeah no i have an issue it was inked by art adams 
Ooh. Like, and I, I see the Art Adams on the cover. I'm like, Art Adams? And I opened I up think inks. I was like, what those, the hell? I, I used to... I used to see those, like those covers always stood out to me. I, I never read an issue of that, but the covers always stood out to me because they were, the covers were always done by Kevin McGuire. Yes. And, and he's, he's one of my faves. And yeah. so I, I'm like, Oh, that's a McGuire cover, but he's not doing the interior. So I'm definitely not going to read this book. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got Art Adams inks. So <laughs> go hmm. no, Duke, I thought of you cause I had some, how are they justice league America? And they're drawn yeah, by Adam Hughes. Yeah. That's yeah. A good oh, nice. Like two of those. Yeah, he, he had a short run. Yeah. And yeah, it, I think and, I got most of those. I think I have a, a whole set. I basically when I go to the basement sales, that's I I have an Adam Hughes list that I try to fill in. So Well that's yeah, because I remember when, whenever I was working at the at NDC, anytime I would come across something Adam Hughes, I would immediately yeah. I would text Scott and I'd be like, <laughs> dude, do you have this? I'd send him a picture. And either he I would. think that one you did set aside. I um, was it like a New Mutants or something like a New whatever Mutants it was, special? It was actually, yeah, it, whatever it was, it was it was a high price book. Um, that I remember picking it up like when we, you know, like free comic day or something because you were able to keep it for me, mm-hmm. and then just grab it that day. Yeah, I I, didn't, I can't remember what book that was though. Yeah, but there's, yeah, it's there's like, been so many. <laughs> yeah, another one that that I had that struck me by surprise because I had seen it oh, maybe a year or so ago up at the Mills New Dimension. It's like Captain America, like three sixty or something like that, and it was going for like forty bucks. I'm like, why is this? Like, why? And it turns out it was like the first Crossbones. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yep. And I, oh yeah, I I believe I I may or may not still have that one. Mm-hmm. That might again, have went think, in the purge of 2001. I yeah, believe. who knew? So, um, yeah, and that Not was really. like, I, I, I had to been like a Christmas cat. A lot of those stuffs from like that particular era was like Christmas catalog grab, you know, grab bags. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, the I, comic book store we had one, but I didn't go, you know, very often. They're like few and far between. Because um, like where my folks lived, it's not like I could just like ride my bike down there. It was. I needed transported to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, yeah, though, those are the ones that like popped out the oddities. They're like, Oh, look at that. You know, just a ton of Superman. Oh, I, I'm somewhere along the lines. I do remember my dad once did a job. I think it was like an architect or something that was in the comics. So I got a bunch of like old stuff from him. A lot of beaters of like some like early mid sixties, like Superman, Superboy action. Um, an old Fantastic Four and an Ooh. old Thor. So there's some Lee Kirby stuff that I came across there. Nice. Now it's stuff with like no beat total pure beaters, pure beaters. But um, mm. the one Thor actually has the cover, but it just has it's missing the top. So the the, the part that you ripped they ripped off to return oh, yeah. credit, like that's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that those were neat, but yeah, and it's a bunch of Superman, a bunch of because uh, I had like that ten year run, so I, I did. Now there's on spreadsheet. I was like, how many do I have? I like, oh, I'm like I could feel like a long box with just like you know what I want and action and a long box with action comics. Like wow, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but don't you have like a Savage Dragon collection too? 
it's okay. not as impressive as those two, <laughs> but no. uh, I've okay. been through the back issue bins building. A okay, dragon. I thought so. I, uh, well, I, I don't. That. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but it's not. It's not not that expansive. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, it was. Well, we'll nice have little to, trip down memory lane. We'll have to do a, a basement sale whenever we can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, mass. I was um, you know, thinking about the um, things that that I miss or things that I'm looking forward to returning. Uh, you know, again, prior to COVID, I had already been planning because the the last one I think went really well. In my head, I was I was already kind of planning a um, another comic swap Ooh. for the spring, and obviously that never materialized but that's something i you know if and when we ever get to a good place where you know people can are comfortable gathering you know that's that's something i want to put together again is another comic swap because those are always a lot of fun i I always come away with some really really cool things just some like like jared said like odd just oddities just and then you know a few new people here and there yeah yeah like more more new people have, have, you know, came out to that last one than, than probably any other one I'd I'd ever, I'd ever seen. That was good. Yeah. And that was a good location. Was the Black Forge? Yeah. Black Forge Coffee. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they did us a solid and they hosted us and, um, were really cool having us there, having a bunch of comic geeks and, and, and we were given, you know, people that were just coming in like, they're like, what's going on? And we're like, oh, we're just, you know, trading comics. You want to take some? And there were some, like, some people that just like walked away with some, yeah, some comics. And I was like, that's awesome. In. Yeah, you know, giving away comics. That's what we're here for. So, yeah, I kind of I miss uh, miss getting together and you know doing stuff like that. Oh, for sure. I keep I I, I keep thinking about. Um, and I, I, I don't, I, I can't really figure the logistics of it, but um, we have such a, like a big backyard and it's fenced in and it's shaded and everything. I keep thinking like, <laughs> I keep thinking like, can I have people over here <laughs> without my wife totally freaking out? And I'm like, no, the answer is going to be no on that. <laughs> so. Yeah. You end up having those little paths of, you know, people walking around the books and, Mm-hmm. You know, like at fairgrounds, you know, it'd be all muddy, all muddy. Yeah. Trails. Well, plus, like, for the next we only month, have, we, you know, two months. It's, it's not like we have a porta john outside either. If someone wants yeah. to use the bathroom, then we got strangers yeah. that want to come in the house and use the bathroom. And, right. Like I said, lo- like, logistically, it's not going to work. But, in, you know, like, do I wish I could do it? Yes. Is it realistic? Absolutely not. Um, great someday this won't last forever yeah. yeah oh yeah absolutely it's just you know just a, a moment in time that we have to we have to wait to pass okay so i wanted to get your guys opinion on this uh because everyone's losing their minds over it um michael keaton coming back as batman oh yeah is it gonna happen is it official okay I no, well i keep saying i keep saying seeing that he's in talks so he's in talks that's, yeah. that's what I, I think read he would, today too. Yeah, because I think I read that he was even open to doing the CW crossover, but I think it was like a, a timing, a scheduling conflict. Oh, 
mean, so they got the other dude though. That was pretty. Yeah, awesome. they got yeah Robert yeah. Wall. Yeah. Oh, you mean you talking about Robert Wall? Uh, the guy um, or Kevin Conroy. The reporter from uh, Robert Wall. Robert Wall. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was I was surprised Knox. when I saw him. Yeah, Ollie yeah. Knox. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know my my whole thing is like, yes, I would love to see him reprise his role, but in the Flash movie, which they've been trying to get made for five years, like, I I just <laughs> I'll I'll believe it when I see the first trailer. Let me put it yeah. that way. Well, I think it's interesting that I've read that they wanted like 89 Batman to serve as like the, the Nick Fury of the rebooted. Yeah. Kind of like a mentor. Yeah. Like, like he's thing. the one that's going to show up in all the, the post credit stingers to recruit the uh, multiverse heroes for their mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be neat. I'm sure it'd be fine. I mean, he's, he's still. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think he would, it would be awesome, but the track record that Warner brothers has with its DC movies is just not great. Yeah. It's surprising. They can't stay out of their way. I mean, we've yeah. discussed <laughs> yeah. this ad nauseum on this program. Yeah. <laughs> I think, the, I don't know. Maybe, maybe now AT and T's in charge. Maybe they, uh, they, they, they are able to just say, just do it. Just <laughs> shut up and do it. Yeah. I mean, that's what AT and T said. Yeah, go ahead and make this Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah that uh and uh, yeah same thing if you know when, whenever that comes out that that'll be interesting to watch too and you know d- depending on how they do it if they do it as a movie or if they do it as a mini a, yeah. a series like you know which i i could picture them doing because and i, I know jared you mentioned that you you started watching watchmen <laughs> um, yes and they you know they 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 put together nine solid episodes of that show. So they could, they conceivably could do the same thing with, with justice league, you know, maybe not nine episodes. Maybe, they, yeah. maybe it would be the, like four to six or something. The model I would look at for, for doing the, the Snyder cut is, I don't know if you've seen Netflix at one point had a, uh, extended cut of Quentin Tarantino's the hateful eight. And it was broken into four like hour long episodes. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, that's cool. And so I would imagine it would probably be something along those lines. Because mm-hmm. I think the, the Snyder Cut was pushing like was like well over three hours. It was definitely yeah. Whatever. So that, it that that extended cut that you were talking about was it? Did you have to watch it in like four? Like yes. se- was it? It was yes. four separate Netflix episodes. Netflix presented it as like it was like a season of four standalone. Really. Episodes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Was that when? When was that? I don't. I, I, a year or two ago. Maybe, well. Okay. Maybe late eighteen, early nineteen, somewhere in there. Yeah, I totally missed that. I mean, I don't really re- know. I can't say that I noticed. Like, aha, that's new stuff. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I'm not sure what was added, but I mean, clearly something was. But. Mm-hmm. Just more yammering, but mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. Okay, actually, that's that's one uh, kind of behind on my Tarantino. So I, I still haven't seen Hateful Eight or uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, I would put Hollywood oh, yeah. uh, at the top of the list, mm-hmm. 
848 will always be there. So you. That's true. <laughs> but once upon a time in Hollywood was really was really enjoyable. So. Yeah, that's that's what it, you know. I keep hearing, and I mean, I I wanted to see it. It just never never happened. So. <laughs> oh well. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, it's not like they're deleted from existence. They're right. Well, they're in this, still there. In this magical age that we live in, that we can yeah, watch just about anything there. with the press of a button and a and a credit card number. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's an embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm on. I did. Two, I'm two episodes in on Watchmen. Um, it's weird. Weird. And the first episode I felt was a bit was borderline pretentious at times. So, I mean, I'm watching, I'm like, so this is just like a cop drama set against the backdrop of Watchmen. Like 30 years ago in this world, Watchmen happened. And now it's just, yeah, that's a cop drama. That's how it starts. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but I will say, I will say this. It is. Well, like earlier I said, when you message that I, I said they're playing the long game, it's more than that. I feel like, I feel like it's more than playing the long game. I think this is, it's basically like a nine hour long movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't, there's, there's not any one episode that's like, Oh, this is just a standalone episode. Uh, like everything, every episode builds to the next episode. And it, but then there, there are episodes that go back to earlier episodes and, it's like you really have to take in the entirety of of it to really, uh, you know, get the full effect of the show. Yes, and I'm, I've already noticed that. Yeah. Um, where I, my wife was like looking down at her phone, and I like, like, no, you're gonna want to see that because there was dialogue from yeah. one scene over. You know, they cut into a scene. They're showing a TV screen showing like a news footage of one thing, but the, the dialogue is a different thing. And since she was like eyes down, like missed it. I'm like, this is, this will be crucial to see. <laughs> that happened again later on, but I'm like, I can just explain that to her. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel for, cause it's interesting watching it with her. Cause she's like, what, what is happening? Yeah. It's like, it's- she doesn't know Watchmen. So like Jeremy Irons, she just knows it's Jeremy Irons. Like she doesn't know what his deal is. <laughs> Like, why do you yeah. eat a tomato off a tree? Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, little did I know that it's still available on Hulu, even though they said it was going to only be available for free, like, la- last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I spent last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday squeezing this show in, like, nine episodes wow. of the show where Ooh. I could. I was up until I, – I, was, I finished the last two episodes – Sunday night, I was up until I'm not super late, but later than I wanted to be on a, you know, on a Sunday night. Um, and then the next day I'm like, son of a bitch, it's still on. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of, kind of, kind of pissed, but, um, what was I going with that? Oh, but anyways, but as I was watching this, you know, seeing all the, um, it, it, it really is neat to see how much that they, they built on the original um, source material, but then what what they added, almost like in between the panels of the original source material, 
like there like there there's one episode uh, it, it's it's later on it might be like the uh, maybe like the fifth or sixth episode where you see um, a really cool thing that happened in the book that you get to see visualized on the screen. And it just kind of, I think I know what you're talking about just because like when the show first aired, Mm -hmm. it was all in your face. So I don't really know if there's, if I I don't want to say I'm been, I'm spoiler on despoiled, unspoiled, Mm-hmm. I know the spoilers. I don't want to say that because maybe I don't. And then you're just going to tell me something. Like, yeah, oh, I don't want to say like to come it's, it's better but if you I, watch it. Just I, yeah. I, As it went on back in the fall, I saw people talking about it. And I had no idea. I, I have the HBO Max thing. So I'm just like, I have access to it via that. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't know when I'd have. So it's not like I sought out, like, what am I missing? But I certainly didn't, like, avert my gaze either. Yeah, like I was kind of the same way. Like I, well, when it first aired, they they the first episode they gave you for free, so I watched it, and I think I might have felt the same way you did. I was like, well, you know, it's there's there's some interesting stuff here, but I really don't care that much to see more of this of this world. Yeah. Um, and then as the sh- as the fall went on and the show went on and. I'd hear more and more people talk about how, how much they were enjoying it. And I'm like, all right, now I missed out on something. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I knew like the next, like the the first chance I'd get, I was going to try and go back and rewatch it. And um, I'm glad I did. I I really, it's, it's definitely one I'm going to go back and rewatch at some point. I haven't watched it yet. And um, so, yeah, I was just kind of taking in what you were saying. I mean, you know, it's 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 weird. I think you said it before we before we even brought up Watchmen, but it's like it's weird now because it's like the sense of urgency is gone because everything is so readily available. Yeah, you know, yeah. like this kind of stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know, like <laughs> I forgot that was even available. You know, like right. You know, you're not like oh my god, I gotta watch it right like like you were, but you know, I also know like you know two or three other people that probably just have it. You know, they probably own it, you know, through whatever means, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, oh, yeah, I guess, it, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole it's a whole first world problem kind of thing. Totally. I mean, I mean, yeah. I've had this HBO thing for like a month and a half now. So and it, I'm just now getting to it because it wasn't yeah. even though it was there, it wasn't at the top of my list either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm I'm like, I, I'm horrible and I, I'm not going to talk about it at length on here because. Uh, but I've been just watching storage wars, you know, like I, <laughs> I'm watching like TV that has no relevance to, you know, like, hey, you know, to the conversation. I'm just like, yeah, I just watch storage wars. I You're watch, watching like, like three hours year old episodes of people outbidding each other for abandoned. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm, I really miss going out to the, you know, to the exchange. You know, and yeah, I miss I miss digging for crap. That's basically it. Yeah, I'm like I miss it. I was like, holy cow! I'm sitting here watching this, like, you know, like just enthralled by it. And I'm like, why am I? I don't know why I'm watching this show. Living living vicariously through others. That's basically <laughs> it. And I've never watched a show before, so you know, they're ah oh, okay. 
I think they have ten seasons of it, so I'm just Oh like, my goodness. So like it marathons like one day out of the week and I just it's on for like three hours and I'm like, Oh my god, wow. what did I just what just happened? You know? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? I, I feel I always feel like things when I do that, I this uh deep cut Star Trek when they were all addicted to that game. You know. Oh, they yeah. put the headset on and the ball fell in and they right. got that that endorphin. <laughs> That's how it's like you watch. I'm like, oh, another episode of Storage Wars is on. Oh, I guess I'll watch another one, you know. And then I'm like, it's midnight. I gotta go to bed. Yeah. Next thing Duke knows, it's four in the morning. Yeah. I'm looking at the DVR. Like, is there any good ones coming up? Because maybe I can just record them, you know. And I'm like, all right, I gotta stop. Okay. So here, all right, Duke. So, and all the Storage Wars you've watched has has anyone come across anything? Like awesome from from yeah. from from a nerd perspective. Well, yeah, a couple times. Um, the one guy. Well, actually, it was a good episode. The guy found um, some. I think there were third printings of Ninja Turtles of the original oh, set. Okay. But they were like third printings, but they actually went to was it? I forget which one. Eastman, Kevin Eastman. Mm-hmm. They had him on the show. They actually went to the studio. And he valued the the price for him, which I was oh, like, wow. oh, that's really cool. And then he's he's like, he goes, uh, I'll sign him for you. He goes, he goes, well, that raised the value. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, all right, go ahead. He's like, because these guys, all they care about is money on the show anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, they know, don't they don't they don't give a crap about yeah the aesthetics so, of it. Yeah, it was kind of funny. So that was on there, and then like they opened up lockers that you know were either comic book stores or, you know, like a exchange type stores or something like that, where they, it's all, it's all pop culture stuff. You know, it's like toys and comic books and, you know, like these guys hit it and they think they're like, Oh, I bid $4,000. And then they end up having $15,000 worth of stuff. So they're like, Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So, and that's when they hit gold. I mean, most of the time they're like throwing, you know, three to, three to hundred dollars away, you know, on a, on a locker, you know, but sometimes they hit like these insane numbers. And then that's what, like the addiction. I'm like, Oh, I wonder if we, you know, do we have storage sales? In the Don't, do it, dude. Much, Don't do it. How much would I bid? You know? And I'm like, made for TV. Oh, I wouldn't bid. TV. They, they, I guess they've said that, but they actually do sometimes plant items of interest in the lockers so that oh, really? they have content. Yeah. Oh geez. So like, because like if a locker's a dud, they might put something in there that's a value so they could have it appraised. Yeah, yeah I mean, I thought you were gonna yeah. have Randy yelling at Jared, and it's all downhill. Yeah, after that. exactly. <laughs> See, you watched it, you know. Yeah, a long time ago. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from the time you mentioned it till now, I was like pulling. I was like, what was that? I remember that guy had my name, but what was the lady's yeah. name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're still on. They, they, these people have been on it for the whole time too, which is amazing to me. You mean they're still making it? I think so. I think the show is still going. Good lord! Weird. This was like. And then, like, you watch how a lot of them have uh, launched their careers, like online, and you know, marketed themselves, and you uh, know, like, it's just funny how they probably do like a lot of home shopping. Like they turn into brands, you know, they, yeah. and they're, and they're still like, you don't, you wouldn't know them on the street, but like, <laughs> but the show just, you know, that they brand anyway. And then, well, I guess, 2010, I thought it was older than that. I guess yeah. if you think about like, 
like just our area, think about how many storage units there are and, right. and how many episodes they probably film back to back. And I, I've never watched it, but I assume they, do they go? They're all in California. Oh, it's all in California. Oh, well, so yeah. California, which is, yeah. which is huge. They, I apparently, I found this out while watching it. They also had like a Texas one for like a year and they canceled the show. So it actually, that oh, so show had George a, Wars, Texas. It had a spinoff. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so. Storage Wars, Special Victims Unit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You could have that guy that says Yelp, you know, instead of, you know, show the storage war with the sunset, you know. Yup. <laughs> yeah. Storage Wars, Storage Wars Miami, starring David Caruso. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All my right. God. So, yeah. So, that's my poor excuse for not watching Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of that's your excuse for a lot of things that we're. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, for not. Dude, why is that comic late? Storage wars. Yeah, storage wars. Wars. Dude, I don't know if you listened to the show, but I watched that last Star Wars. Uh, I did. Okay, so you heard. I, oh yeah, that one. I I had to I had to get your uh, your two cents on that one, and I think honestly we're not that far apart on that. Yeah. Because I'll tell you here, here's my here's my summation quick and. My quick summation is it was an, it was an enjoyable movie in the theater. Um, but then like when you break it down and look at it, it was okay. also entirely pointless. Like <laughs> that, that whole, the whole sequel trilogy was unnecessary. You know, they didn't, they did not build it out. So like as a star Wars fan, I just, I just take it and chop it off. <laughs> go, who cares? Yeah. So, you know, one through six, you know, I still have my complaints about one, one through three, you know, with, you know, yep. You know, there's, yep. it's kind of boring in a lot of parts, but yeah. Yeah. But I caught, but I, that one built on the original one, you know, like in a way, yeah. the, yeah, the sequel to. did not build on the story that was there at all. So I'm like, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, Revenge, my... of the, Revenge of the Sith was on cable and I was watching, I, I just watched like a little bit of, I was sitting there like between, and I was like, my God, the, the wooden acting. Yeah. I, I was like, so These poor weird. actors are just, were just left to their own devices and Aiden Christensen couldn't act his way out of a box. <laughs> I mean, you got like Natalie Portman and um, Ewan McGregor who are good actors in their own right. Yeah, and they're even they're just like, they're, well, if you give us nothing, that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just gave us the script and said, "Stand here." It it really look at this tennis ball, yeah, and pretend it's a monster and go. My opinion here's my opinion on the on the prequels is that they would have made a great play, you know, like like all three of them could have been like in an in an opera house as a play, and I think that's the way he wrote it because because all the all the great, you know, graphics, uh-huh. and it's all just backdrop in the in those movies. Like they're they're talking in front of windows with ships flying by, you know. Oh and, God, yeah. You know, like the whole thing is just conversation. So and the and when you get to an action scene, it's so mind numbing, like big action that it looks like a distinctly different thing than you know them standing there talking. Like it doesn't. I mean, yeah. You can tell there's like two different things. 
uh, at war, and it's like, well, if this was a play, it actually would be yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, this take is 20 years old, but there's a reason why he only directed the first one. Yeah. You know, you know back in the day. And, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the reins were handed off after that. Yeah. <laughs> then I, Empire was on, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm deaf watching Empire. <laughs> and I didn't watch all of it, but I, you know, you're there for a little bit, and it's like, I'll watch this one on cable. Now, instead, Empire was always my jam. Yeah. It's weird how the older I get, the more I, I like Han Solo. But when I was a kid, I was all about Luke Skywalker, you know? Really? But like, yeah, but now I'm like, Han was, Han was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a, you know, like when you, even like when you take what they, what they give you in Force Awakens and what they give you in, in the Solo movie, you know, that that, he was like basically his dad was a working man and he wanted to be a working man, but he didn't have like a good family upbringing, you know? So then he was not as good as being a dad either, you know, like for Kylo, you know, like when you look Mm -hmm. at it all together, it's like, he's got like a, he's got a, such a good blue collar, you know, thing that fits, it fits our, our time, you know? Yeah, it's a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny that you 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 bring up that aspect of him because yeah, because when when the new characters come across him in Force Awakens, like he's not an old man, but he's definitely older, and he's still working. Yeah. Like he's he's still he's still right. out there he, hustling. He like a grizzled old truck driver. You yeah. Know? Yeah, he's still yeah. doing still doing those long hauls. Yeah. That's what I mean. And he's like, ah, I wasn't, I wasn't really good at being a family man. So I went back out on the road, you know, like mm-hmm. speaking kind of-, of which did Sean Atkins ever tell you the idea he had? It was like, it was pretty much was Han Solo and Chewie in, in, um, smoking the bandit. Oh, Take yeah, like those awesome. characters, insert them into the plot <laughs> of smoking the bandit. <laughs> So if I knew the figure it out episode that it was on off of my head, I would just like direct you to it. Yeah, you'll get me stuck <laughs> into that. That sounds kind of familiar now because I, I I listened to those episodes. And I was like, then I'm like, who's Jerry Reed? You know, that's that's what I need to know. <laughs> yeah, who, I need who's to know. who's who's the snowman? <laughs> yeah, the snowman. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, eastbound and down. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, why don't we? Uh, why don't we talk some comics? Yeah. Since we uh, act about to turn into a pumpkin. Yeah, we're we're on a clock here. But you two guys, you you read something? What, what did you guys read? We both read Dark Knight's Death Metal. Oh, you good? Yeah, let's discuss. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, first, I'm I'm just gonna say it before we start that I in a previous episode I said I would not read any more metal books <laughs> because yeah, I, I, I was sworn so it off jacked. too. I was so jacked about him, but then I, I was I th- like, "I think I said the same thing." And I, I did not read this book, so I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. The, the, the listeners at home can't see it, but this cover, I believe, was by Art Germ. That okay. Wonder Woman, like all warrior status. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that! And I flipped it open, and Sergeant Rock's on the first page. I was like, "Ah, crap!" <laughs> it. I'll put it this way, Duke. I wasn't going to get it. But because I bought the other ones, my store like it like automatically got on my pool list because the other ones, 
and I don't know how to work Comic Hub, so I couldn't take it off. <laughs> so I'm like, screw it. I guess I'm getting it. You actually, I'll tell you, um, Comic Hub does not allow you to take things off. You have to call the store and have them take it off. Yeah, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I don't like Comic Hub. Um, I'm just telling you, that's how it works. That's all I'm going to say is I don't like it. <laughs> um, terrible app. Web Website's better than the app. Um, that's not saying much. Um, no, so uh, me, I was kind of like confused. I'm like, there's so much dystopian future DC oh comics going on right now. I mean, I got the, the Wonder Woman book out there too I have to read yet. I was like, oh, geez, yeah. it's all these dystopians. They're like, geez, can, can we catch a break? That's what I was wondering. Can things ever just work out for the best? Like, <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm not even sure like what history I'm supposed to remember. All they said in this book was that they said this is the DC universe, but it's been changed. Yeah. So they basically I, are saying you're coming in where it's already it, it is the real DC, but it's changed. Now, am I supposed to? Not are we supposed ultimate. to be like a little in the dark on how things got to where they got? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or there was was there another book out there that we missed where, like, with this they, Perpetua and whatever. Perpetual was in what that other that Bendis, you know, with uh, wasn't she in the thing with where Lex Luthor killed himself and he it's like that year of the villain shit, which I didn't read that. Right, I didn't read all that either, and I'm like, wait, do I need to read that? You know, like, or, I mean, is this part of that story or is this a separate story? Like, yeah, you I'm better like, fill me in, Scott Snyder, because I ain't going back and reading that. And then you know what? I I think I did the Austin Powers, and I was like, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, I just was like, I'm not going to try to figure out, you know, my eyes going cross eyes. And I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy this uh, mad ride once again. Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of so. lean that that way, too, because I was starting to get lost. I'm like, all right, forget, I'm going to try and stop re- trying to remember if I read what they're alluding to or not and just take what they're giving me. Basically, in this book, though, the, it's the, the Batman who laughs has has conquered the world. They somehow captured Superman and got him into some thing that he can't stop running in or something. So he's, he's out. That's what it was. Is the anti, it was like something with the antimatter and they basically lost, they lost the battle with perpet- so, like he te- with like the perpet- Batman who laughs teamed up with that perpetua. Cause he yeah. can feed her the antimatter she needs to like stay energized right and with that their powers and that's why like how she stopped working with lex luthor and started working yeah. with him and blah 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 and then, and then wonder woman basically sided with him in an effort to keep some part of the world safe i think okay okay thank I you because I, I yeah that that makes sense because of that scene where he meets with like the lieutenants and they're all paired with someone that's like like here's someone that used to be good or that is good that you a hero you know paired with like some wonky with Batman the, you've never seen dark, before. Yeah, one, one of the, the dark under, Batmans. Yeah, the underworld Batman. Yeah. And then I, I like the shit with Wally West because I had read that flash forward. Yeah, I did too. And I you know, that's one of those dangling storylines that how great that was when they brought him out of the time. Uh, at the at the time, like uh, Barry remembered him or whatever, and pulled him out uh-huh. of the time stream, and he's like, "Oh, thank oh, yeah. you, Barry." 
of how great that was. And then they just were like, eh, forget about that story. Yeah. Yeah. Squandered like, all what? that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Batman and Flash, you know, do the Watchmen mm-hmm. investigation. Yeah. You know, and then nothing. Get that. Yep. Nothing came of it. Yeah. Um, although, I, is that. Was that Dr. Manhattan at the end? And when they opened that door? Oh. We're supposed um, to think that was Dr. Manhattan. Let me see. Oh. Like the next oh, to yeah. last page, bottom right. It looks like it could be, yeah. Looks like it could be, yeah, but uh, we don't know if it is. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, it's blue. He's got the little symbol on his head. Yeah, I mean, but it's yeah. also in shadow, so you don't really know for sure. I didn't, I forgot that Lobo was in this for one page yeah. as well. So <laughs> I'm hoping, and and I'm we're spoiling this. I'm not. I'm I'm speaking freely. I thought it was cool. How okay? So she melts down her invisible jet. Batman's like, yo, that shit's magic. So if you melt that down, you can make all sorts of like cool stuff, and we can beat these guys with it. So yeah. she makes the invisible like chainsaw, <laughs> and I'm hoping killed the Batman who laughs with it. Because yeah. Batman who laughs like talking shit on her, and like, oh, you, she did. Like, shield out. Are we gonna do go make a sword out of? It? He's like, oh, she's like, oh, I already made something out of it, and it's not a sword. And, like she revs it up, and it's a full page of her just like sticking him with it. I see Dan, up. you're just like glazing over that no, I'm, I'm I'm taking it all in. I'm just so, <laughs> actually if you go back into the middle of the book, Wally West has that symbol on his head too. So he, it, Wally, it could actually be yeah. Wally West in the final. That's because at that the end panel. of Flash Forward, Wally sat on the Metatron chair and then got like like all the became one with the universe, and that's when that happened. Yeah. The suit turned blue and he had the little symbol on his forehead. Hmm. Yeah. The chainsaw of truth. That's what they called it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so he's really dead though. Like that definitely happened. I hope so. Cause I hated that character. Yeah. The, the Joker who laughs dies in the first issue. Yeah, yeah. Trying to read the, his word balloons alone. I mean, he was, I'm not, oh so it was a good idea at first. That they drove into the ground. Like that the one shot on dropped by Raleigh Rosmo was cool. Yeah, yeah, Scott. The red on black word balloons yeah. were just fucking impossible to read. Like maybe, if, yeah. Dan, maybe you're good with it because you're on a backlit device reading that stuff and you can pinch and zoom, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, on a printed on. page. Yeah, but that's impossible to read. I, I, I hate in general when they do that. That's just, yeah, that's obnoxious. <laughs> So yeah, it's a- I just hated that like that. And and he called himself the Batman who laughs. Like if we if like we would exist to him as like, hey, and with me this week is Scott and Jared and the Batman well, who laughs. Like that's what you call him? Is- like that's stupid. <laughs> I don't think he calls that himself, does he? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, because then there was issues of like Batman Superman or whatever where they're referring to him. His his name is Batman Who Laughs. Like that's his your name's Scott. His yeah. name's Batman who laughs. <laughs> it's like his it's last so stupid. Yeah. Yes, my last name's Who Laughs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Batman. Well, that'd be like yeah. if 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 you know if you were named after what you did. Like, oh, this is the this is my friend Jared who draws, and this is uh, yeah. yeah. This is <laughs> what laughs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So like it's the a funny- Scott sequel query. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the final page comes back to Sergeant Rock 
Um, but he's it, like you catch that glimpse at the end. He doesn't even have the bottom half of his body. Yes, he's a torso. He's oh. a torso. But he's fine. He's like, hey, let's go fight some more. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, and Batman's yeah. like, that was Batman dope too when Batman pulls out that Black Lantern ring and like oh, launches that, that awesome. zombie army against the the evil Batman's. My favorite part. So, okay, again, so so, so I didn't read this, so let me just ask, <laughs> what what the fuck is this? What is this book? Is it is it just like these these like post apocalyptic like versions of the characters are? Well, rage against the, the like against the machine, like they're trying to take the world back, or yeah, they the just like. Thing, I really like, what love is going concept. on. I really love the concept of of the the dark Batman. Not uh, necessarily like them all, but I love the concept that basically what happened is there's a nightmare version where they made the wrong decision. Instead of making the hero's choice, they made a different choice, and and they come from timelines where they made that choice. So they're like. So they're not an alternate timeline. They're like, it's an alternate version of the worst possible scenario. Think of so, like the so Mirror like Mirror the, Star Trek episode. So yeah. Like, you take, like, it's just, they all got goatees. Yeah. So like <laughs> okay. if you take um, Stranger Things explanation of how the world is upside down, the upside down. Yeah. That's where they come from. They come from the upside down, but they also come from alternate Timeline okay. in the upside down. Of the, yeah, it's so the multi. Like, the upside down of the multi. Upside down multi. Gotcha. Is that where we're okay. going to settle? We're going to go Stranger Things. I think that's a good this? way to put it. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that 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 is probably the best way to explain it for yeah. someone who hasn't read it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so every character, you know, every Batman is basically the one that made a horrible decision and led him down that path to be in a horrible, you know, representation. Scott, you so, have the the book there. What they like the, that's Crisis Energy, the ne- or is good, Crisis Energy good or is Crisis Energy bad? Oh man, I don't remember. It's that double page spread with like Superboy Prime and yeah, where they put their yeah, where, where it's like a big old text piece where it's like here, try and understand it. Like hold on, we're gonna try and explain it to you. Oh my god, let's see. Because then there's like negative energy and positive energy. Oh I yeah, think. with uh, Perpetua. Yeah. I think yeah, crisis, that's what it was. They said, crisis energy is good, I think. Uh, every positive energy in our universe, speed force, emotional spectrum, forces of justice, and they're all connected. And at the other pole is the opposite. And then he goes, I have come to call the opposite power the crisis energy. Oh, so the, the crisis energy is bad. Yeah, yeah. What was the name of the good energy? Um, he just... I think they just call it. I don't know if does he name it. Okay. I think he so just that, is like the opposite of speed force and and any other. Oh uh, yeah, of, the uh, speed force is part of the good. So that's yeah. why they want to go to the the dark universe and then trigger the anti-crisis to yeah. try and destroy it that way. Yeah, so pretty much the go, other thing too go to the dark the, world and, and and do good energy and then the other thing too about the. Um, you're like right, Dan. They, yeah, wrap your head around this shit. Like, what explain, am I reading? <laughs> how they try to explain oh, this whole multiverse upside down is, you know, basically those universes all cease too at a certain point, no matter. So they make a bad decision, but then like they realize that 
like that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They self-correct. Yeah. Yeah. That was the whole point of metal was that they self-correct, but the they found a way to sustain them. They they found a way to pull themselves out of it. So like Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they pulled like seven Batmans out of their worlds that had ended. And now they're trying to conquer ours, you know, DCs because and they and so they did actually they conquered they the multiverse because there was like right. what like forty odd of the fifty two yeah universes they've conquered. There's only like what, eight left it, or something. It's like a that. huge concept, and I I it's do love gigantic concept. Even yeah. metal, even metal is a play because the meta superhumans. Mm-hmm. It's a play on that. It's not just that it's metal. It's that the metas came from the metal. And then, then there's these yeah. metals that are tuning, you know, it's the tuning sounds of the universe that, and they're, you know, it's like, like where does he come up with this? <laughs> yeah. But he's like, oh, the 10th metal. <laughs> yeah. It incorporates everything too. So I'm also, I'm sure that the, the metaverse, because that's where Wally's like, oh, and since then, Dr. Manhattan reared it so oh, like yeah. every and the whole this whole thing is everything happened in here so do everything from doomsday clock will be oh like, so they matter like that's too. part of it that's the part metaverse of it. okay yeah. yeah they acknowledge everything not explicitly but they, they they definitely have they, they've acknowledged it yeah but but because this is like this is already in a situation that that they're setting up a fix by undoing time or whatever they need to do They'll eventually probably come back to some sort of status quo, I imagine. I I would think so. I don't think this is how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was fun. It, it was it was fun. It's you, you really got to check your brain. Don't think too hard because it's going to hurt. Yeah, the chainsaw <laughs> bit was pretty dope, actually. Yeah, if it it's fun. Like if you just check your brain and have yeah. fun with it, it it definitely delivers that way. Oh cool. yeah. Okay. But yeah, good stuff. Can't believe I'm even saying. It. I'll probably hate the last issue though. I'll probably. <laughs> 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 How well, many is it supposed to be? Do you remember? Uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm gonna say six. That sounds know. about right. Okay. I've been reading a lot of DC lately, uh, old and modern, and I, I can't believe that. Suicide, Suicide Squad is actually like might be my favorite book I'm reading right now. Nice. Which is I never thought I would utter those words, but uh, <laughs> any book with like Harley Quinn in it that I just said, oh, it's my favorite book. Yeah. But um, no, I'm loving it. It's it's um, uh, issue six just came out this week, but I was uh, really issue five is. Um, well, issue six was awesome, but issue five really blew me away. Uh, it's Tom Taylor, who uh, he's he's been one of my favorite writers ever since I discovered him on. Um, he did that uh, Injustice tie-in comic years ago, and he did um, the like the Wolverine, the the X twenty three Wolverine comic, and he wrote. Recently, he wrote uh, "Deceased," and oh, yeah. he, he's been writing, he's been writing all the deceased books. Yeah, he, um, he started on Suicide Squad, and you know they started off immediately with you know intro- basically introducing like a whole new team, ex- with the exception of 
Harley Quinn and Deadshot as kind of like the, uh, you know, the veterans, if you will. Yeah. And by issue five, they're as, you know, task force X or suicide squad, whatever you want to call them. They were, uh, it's not um, Amanda Waller's not in charge anymore. It's this guy whose name is just Locke, and he's kind of a psycho, but you, you don't know who what government agency he works for or whatever, but he sends them after Captain Boomerang. So in the first half of this book, it's, you know, the squad um, going after and retrieving Captain Boomerang. And it, of course, it doesn't go smoothly as you'd expect. I mean, he puts up a fight and he nearly takes them all down. Uh, but then they, they, they capture him. They take him back to their headquarters and you come to find out that uh, this this guy Locke, who again, again he's just like this complete deranged lunatic. Um, so they they decide to rebel against him, and it, it's it's the, the the second half of the book is what really blew me away. Um, there's two like two pretty big things happen. Um, like one of the, it, it, cause they, they decide to, you know, they're like, we've had enough of this. We're out of here. There's this big fight. And one of the squad gets, gets his head blown off because they, they're all wearing these explosive oh, yeah. devices in their necks as a countermeasure. And then you find out who is really behind task force X now. And it both, thrilled me because it was so out there and it broke my heart. But, and this is a spoiler if you've not read this yet, but they find out that the man behind task force X now is Ted cord. Wow. Yeah. And, and he, and it's funny because the way he's portrayed, he's only in a couple panels and they're, they're seeing him on a monitor and, he doesn't come off as full on evil because he starts to say something like guys, it's not what you think. Let me explain. But now they're like, Hey, the only thing we're going to explain to you is we're coming after you. And so now, and the, the, the final page is this great splash page of the entire team jumping out of this window. And now they're a team on the run. Wow. And not only it's like they're on the run, but they're now they're going to be hunting down. They're going after Ted Cord, aka the the, the Blue Beetle, um, who is like the the man behind the curtains. And I was I was stunned. I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. This is because again, because Blue Beetle is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, and I've been waiting for him. For, I mean, it, it, it's weird how they've they've treated him, like they've kind of brought him back, but not really as Blue Beetle, like um, in the whole rebirth, like he was a like a supporting character in the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle book. I think he was kind of like a mentor slash like tech guy for Jaime Reyes as the like the teenage Blue Beetle. Um, but then there was that, that issue, that standalone issue of, um, was it uh, Superman heroes? Remember Jared, where they were like the, the entire league was like 
uh, there's this big group shot of the league standing in front of Superman, and there is Blue Beetle and Booster Gold standing yes. next to each other, and he's yeah. in his full costume. And I'm like, so is he back or is he not back? Uh, like, what the fuck? Uh, G- give me Blue Beetle or don't, because I because yeah. they they unceremoniously killed him years ago in um, Infinite Crisis when he he discovered that it was like Maxwell Lord. Was mm-hmm. behind. Oh yeah, and, and Max yeah that was a Lord, couple like, reality shot. versions ago. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was a several cri- crises ago. <laughs> um, and Max Lord shot him in the head, and that broke my heart. So he, he that character's been in limbo ever since. But now he's back, and he's maybe a bad guy, maybe not. But I'm, I'm like now, like if there was any doubt before, there's. Like I'm totally in on this book. It's just, and the um, issue number six was great too. So I'm, I'm loving this book. It's like my number one favorite book right now. It looks like a fun read. It's yeah. And, and, and Harley is absolutely manageable, like tolerable. She's not like, (laughs) she's written as part of the team. It's not like, Oh, I'm Harley Harley Quinn. And these are my, half dozen, you know, background players. Right. Like they actually pay some attention to the other characters. So, and there's actually kind of a twist in, in the, in the newer issue too, uh, that, um, the Harley and Deadshot find out that they were actually pardoned several years ago and no one, and they just (laughs) didn't tell them because they wanted them to keep working for task force X. (laughs) <laughs> so they're like, what? Like we are literally free to go. And one of them goes and one of them stays. So, uh, um, but yeah, suicide, suicide squad's only six issues in. Um, I would, I would recommend this to anybody. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really fun read and you don't have to have any prior knowledge about suicide squad. Cause I certainly don't have a lot, just kind of what everyone else knows. And um, it's a, it's it's just so much fun, and the art is just amazing. So that's my recommendation. I was gonna say one of the I was talking about that bleeding cool article earlier, and there was one of the the, the key issues that I can remember. Uh, you jogged my memory. It's like Superboy number nine from back in the early nineties. It's the first King Shark. Oh, I remember it because it's the first time I saw Umberto Ramos. Uh, and you guys remember huh. when we went to New York Comic Con? I think I told you the story. Yeah. And then, like, I was at his table, and I was talking to like his handler, and I was like, "Yeah, I remember and stuff like from back in Superboy." And that's when he like Umberto Ramos stopped dead cold in his tracks and actually looked up <laughs> at me. And he's like, "Thank you." So, that's pretty awesome. Uh, Duke, do you have to? You got to split very shortly. I think. Uh, yeah, probably. I probably got about five more minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, does anybody have so one? I did want to, I could do a quick, uh, quick cap. Send us home, Duke. Yeah. So at your friendly Walmart, you know, you can go in and buy, uh, four brand new comic books that have never before been on stands from Allegiance from the new brand called Allegiance, um, arts and entertainment. And it's kind of neat. Um, so, like, these are legit com. Like, these are legit comics. I walk, you know, I just go into Walmart and they have like 
a display with like 10 copies of each one of these books. And then like, you know, you multiply that across America. Like this is a pretty, pretty bold move for this company. Um, but, um, the best one was, uh, well, the one I, one I read, um, and I won't say it's the best one, but it's what I read is called the futurist. And, um, it's, um, Patrick Stiles is the writer and Butch Geis is the artist. Oh, nice. I, I couldn't believe, cause I don't think I've seen Butch Geis on a book in a while. So I was like, well, well now I have to buy it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, they, from what I've read online, they're basically aiming these towards, you know, like, um, I feel so dumb, but, but it's like, basically they're aiming towards like a middle school audience or something like, a <laughs> you know, like a mid teen kind of, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, these are pretty immature books, you know, like there's, you know, these aren't, you know, I don't know. I was like, I enjoyed it, but, and it is actually kind of an in-depth story. Like this futurist one uh, covers, you know, like random parts of time. And I think they're trying to set up a, a larger story with it. So, you know, the first book is mostly in the 1800s, you know, um, and they don't really explain too much except, you know, people trying to find ways to, um, you know, survive death. Like, that's kind of the concept in the book. And it's like, well, this is this is high concept stuff. You know, this isn't just like some splashy superhero book. So, um, you know, so I'm kind of I'm interested in it. I mean, I might continue with it and from what i know that um they're going to release these they're doing it just like they totally stole this from seven by seven comics they're doing obviously not but uh (laughs) it's season one you know so these four books are season one episode one books and uh, and they're doing like six episodes and they're going to call it a season and then they'll do another one after that i guess um the other books the cover just really grabs me is this one called red rooster Mm-hmm. And um, oh yeah, I saw the cover for that. Okay, Mitch Mitch Breitweiser is the art and artist and story for it. He's also the CEO of Allegiance, so like mm-hmm. this is his brainchild. So like if you're gonna kind of see what really what the company is about, I think Red Rooster is the one to read. Um, and then um, there's another one called Nora's Saga, and another one called um, Bath. Bass Reeves, um, mm. which is probably the most cartoony of, of all all four, um, but they're all they all look good. The only the biggest complaint I have is that they put Walmart stickers on the covers. And I had to try to peel them off with, without ripping the, the covers off. So oh. you know, so that's a bummer. But uh, I'm interested to see where this all goes. You know, I hope it goes well for them and. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. I, I think you know I haven't I've I only spotted them at one Walmart so far, so we'll see. Yeah, I didn't see them at at the uh, North Huntington Walmart, but I yeah. didn't search. I didn't turn the store upside down for them, but I also didn't see them. Either. Yeah, Duke, where did you where where did you find them? The store, I forget what store I saw them in, um, but they were in the entertainment section, like in the audio computers. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't go into there. Yeah, yeah it was kind of a weird place I thought for him, to be honest. Well, I, I remember just when, when the you know they were doing, DC was doing the 100-page Giants, they were 
at the front of the store where you right. would get like magic cards, like and, the back, the back side of the checkouts. Yeah, yeah. where they would have yeah. like weird random collectibles. Yeah, and they were yeah, and, and and I didn't expect to find like I figured they might be with the books and magazines at These first. Were on on their own display too, like they had a card end cap, card. right? Yeah, it's like a nice card wow. display set up. That's impressive. You know? I was like, what? I would not have expected that. The company, these guys are also, the company is also founded in Arkansas, which I was like, ah. Ah, so little. That's the Walmart connection. Yeah. Yeah. So they just put them on the conveyor belt at the heart of Walmart and sent them out. <laughs> the, the Walmart is none the wiser. So Walmart <laughs> Comics. Maybe that's Yeah. <laughs> There you go. But yeah, I'm probably going to have to jump off here. I don't know if we want to, you guys got more, but I don't want to. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's up to you. It's up to you guys. Like we can wrap it up. Probably we're at a, yeah, I got, we're like I got an it. hour 12. Okay. I can wrap it up. Yeah. I'll, I'll give a preview for my next time on. I'll discuss, uh, Brian Bendis dialogue. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, that I, I think I think Duke and I can both uh, weigh in on that one. Yeah. <laughs> we've we, we've had many conversations oh, about, about. Yeah, I can probably load up BMB. an episode with what I just I thought read about telling my him today. I thought about telling my bended shoes story again, but I was like, no, hold off, <laughs> hold back. Yes, yeah, save that one for next. I'll time. Save it for next time. All right. Well. um so that'll be about it for this episode of the comic book pit. This has been episode 356. My name is Dan and with me, we've got the Duke. See you guys. And Jared. Adios. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.